Well, who's had a bad day before? Right? Overdrafting the, the bank account, the car won't start, knee pain, hip pain, back pain, neck pain, the roof leaks, the basement floods. We know days of struggle and distress. We know those days where we have that overwhelming sense of just everything is uh, everything wrong is going wrong. Over, overwhelm was here and you're up here. We've all had those days before. But the good news is everyone in this room, everyone in this room, your track record for surviving bad days is 100%. You guys made it. Congratulations. We're all survivors here of our bad days. And another fact, in light of all the bad days that you have survived, another fact is your life is filled with blessings. Your life is filled with blessings. There's so much to be grateful for. There's a, an idiom out there. We all know it. It's, it goes like this. Count your blessings. Count your blessings. There's so much to be grateful for. There's a guy named Broderick Harvey. He's on the television. He's on radio. He's a game show host. You know him as Steve Harvey, right? Steve Harvey, uh, the guy with the, the nice full mustache, nice big white teeth. Shiny head. You know who I'm talking about. Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey says this. You kill blessings by not being grateful. The number one blessing blocker is a lack of gratitude. All right. Let me read that again. You kill blessings by not being grateful. The number one blessing blocker is a lack of gratitude. And what he's getting at is, is yeah, when that, that ingratitude, that just just not paying attention to your surroundings, not counting your blessings. When you let that ingratitude creep into your life, you, you start to go blind to all the wonderful, amazing blessings and gifts that you have in your life. There's so much to be grateful for. Colossians 3.16 teaches us that gratitude can be paired with singing. Says uh, to to sing with gratitude in our hearts to God, and when we talk about uh, biblical praise, the Book of Psalms is a great place to look. And the Book of Psalms can, contains so many calls to worship and and praise and to give thanks to God. And today we're we're going to look at Psalm ninety five. We're going to take a look at a, a small little little snippet in our Bible of, of giving praise to God. Psalm 95, taking a look at verses 1 and 2. Let me read it here. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. And, and I want you to get the sense of, of move, movement here in this in this passage, Psalm 95, verses 1 and 2. Come, let's go. Let's let's go. Let's sing for joy to the Lord. Okay, you, you need your voice box. You need your lungs. Open up your, your chest. Open up your, your lungs. You, you, we need to sing. Come, let's go. Let's go. Let's go sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Again, let's be on the move. 
Get up, church. Let's go. Let's go have Thanksgiving. Let's let's extol God with music and song. Get the drums. Get the strings. Get the horns. Start clapping those hands together. Stomping, stomping your feet. Let's do it. There's a sense of, of movement here. Let's go to God and, and worship and give thanks. Now, in these two verses here, I want to focus on two concepts today. The first one is, is shouting aloud. And the second one is God is the rock of our salvation. So we're going to look at shouting aloud and God as the rock. So in the NIV, it, it says shout aloud. It might say shout joyfully, make a joyful noise in your translation. In the Bible, there's a couple different examples of shouting aloud. And we're going to do a, a brief survey here. And I want you to pay attention to, to some of the themes as we, we go through some of these examples quickly here. The first one is 1 Samuel. The people of God are shouting aloud. The camp is shouting aloud because the ark of God is coming through the camp. And they are just so excited and they are shouting aloud. They're giving praise and thanks to God. They are shouting so loud that the ground shakes, it tells us in 1 Samuel 4. In Ezra, the foundation of the new or the, the second temple, uh, the, 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 the foundation has been laid and people are singing praise. And they are filled with thanksgiving to God. This is what they're singing. His, he is good. His love towards Israel endures forever. And all the people gave a great shout of praise to the Lord. In Isaiah 12, there's a song of praise. There is a, a, a loud shouting. Shouting aloud and singing for joy. Why? Because God is present. The living God is amongst us. Isaiah chapter 12 points to that. God is alive and he is present. Shout aloud with joy. Isaiah 44, in the context of salvation and, and redemption, Isaiah calls for non-human creation to join in with this as well. Sing for joy, you heavens, for the Lord has done this. Shout aloud, you earth beneath. Burst into song, you mountains, you forests and all you trees. For the Lord has redeemed Jacob. He displays his glory in Israel. A long time ago, there's a guy named Francis, Francis of Assisi. And he would call, he would say like, yeah, join in, brother forest, brother earth, sister sky. Like, like we're all here to praise God. Burst into song, you mountains. Zephaniah 3, city of Jerusalem. The city is to shout aloud and sing to God because God has canceled his judgments. God is rolling back his punishment. And there's that sense of relief and mercy. And Jerusalem is called to shout aloud. In, in, in the New Testament, the Palm Sunday crowd, what are they doing? They are shouting aloud. They're crying out Hosanna this time, which can be translated as Lord saves. It's a rough translation, but it will do for today. 
Save us, Lord. Hosanna. Hosanna. Please deliver. In Revelation 19, there's a great multitude in heaven. The great crowd in heaven. And they are singing not Hosanna. They are singing hallelujah this time. Salvation and glory and power belongs to God. Hallelujah. 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 What does hallelujah mean? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And so with this brief survey here this morning, I just find that at the intersection of of God's presence and also his salvation, like an appropriate response is to shout aloud, is to shout triumphantly, to make a joyful noise. The, the, The God who saves and who shows up, let's praise him. God is present. He is the God of salvation. He is here. Again, an an appropriate response is to praise God loudly. To extol Him. What does extol mean? That's enthusiastically praise Him with music and song. And don't forget about thanksgiving. You do this with gratitude. You sing, you make music, you extol, and you do all of this with thanksgiving. The God who is present, the God who saves and who shows up. God is the God of our salvation, the rock of our salvation. So let's take a look at that now. This concept is an Old Testament metaphor. God is rock. There's no rock like our rock. That's repeated a few times in the Old Testament. There is no rock like our rock. Deuteronomy 32. Moses sings a song. God is the rock. His works are perfect and all his ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong, upright and just is he. No rock like our rock. For the ancients, you know, the, the big old mountain in your backyard, that's probably like the biggest, most unmovable object in your world. You know, the, 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 big, the big boulder that, that nobody can move. Yeah, God's like that. God's strong. God is steady. He's protector. He's refuge. He's a defender. He's our, he's our salvation. The rock of our salvation. Now today, if we were to go over to the Middle East, to Israel, to Jerusalem, in the Christian quarter, there is a church building that is built over this ancient rock quarry. And, and by the time of Jesus, this, this rock quarry was already converted to a cemetery and, and a couple other purposes. And there's a section of this quarry where the stone was, was no good. It was, it was unusable. They, they didn't bother trying to cut it out. It was too, too fractured or, or whatever the case may be. Not worth cutting it out. And so they left this part of the quarry uncut. And the Romans would use this place as a site for their crucifixions. This uncut part of the quarry looked like a skull. And it's very possible that this was where Jesus was crucified. Jesus, the rock of our salvation. The cross. The center of our gospel. Jesus was on the cross. He he took on what we deserve. Our sin. Our brokenness. 
And whether, you know, whatever words or metaphors you want to use here, the wrath of God, punishment, Jesus taking on, you know, the, the full cup. There's different words out there that, that we can use to describe this atonement process. But however you want to think of it, however you want to, to imagine it and, and, and dwell about this, the cross is where Jesus, the perfect one, he stood in our place. He took on what we deserve. Jesus knows what it's like to have a bad day. Jesus knows what struggle is. You talk about overwhelming I mean, the one who knew no sin was on the cross and he became sin for us. What does reconciliation look like? God has to die to make that happen so that we can have peace on the cross. God is not distant, we find out. No, our saving God is the God who shows up. God is our rock. He is present. He died on the cross and he was buried in a tomb cut out of the rock. He rose, he conquered death. And you know what? Absolutely. He is the rock of our salvation. Jesus is the stone that the builders rejected. He has become the cornerstone and anyone who trusts in Jesus will not be put to shame. And that, my friends, is a great reason to give thanks to celebrate, to make a joyful noise. That there is freedom. That there is grace and mercy. There is peace and rest available in this life. And it's available to everyone who looks to Jesus and says yes to Him. Because He has already said yes to us first. Now I want to go back to Psalm 95. I think it's important to to kind of read through the rest of, of the psalm here. It's a worship psalm. Uh, For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In His hand are the depths of the earth, and the mountain peaks belong to Him. The sea is His, for He made it. In His hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture, pasture the, the flock under His care. And if we stop right there, this is, this is a wonderful worship song. We love it. We could put music to it. But the, uh, the ancient songwriter here, they don't stop there. There's actually a couple more verses to read. And the psalmist, they, they take on the, the voice of God. And they say this, Today, if only you would hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah, as you did that day at Massa in the wilderness, where your ancestors tested me. They tried me, though they had seen what I did. For 40 years, I was angry with that generation. I said, they are the people whose hearts go astray. And they have not known my ways. So I declared on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my trust. Okay, so that psalm definitely takes a different angle there. We start off with praise and worship, giving thanks to God. But then it ends with with this little history lesson about God, uh, you know, saying, I, I declare on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. It's an ancient psalm. But here we go. The lesson is this. 
Don't harden your hearts. Do not harden your hearts. And so they're pointing back in time, a lesson in, in Israel a long time ago. Hey, remember that time at Meribah? That means strife. And that time at Mesa, which means testing. Remember those days of strife and testing? Instead of just leaning on God, you decided to let your hearts get hard. Yeah, remember that, Israel? Don't do that. That's the lesson. Don't harden your hearts, church. And the key is gratitude and worship. That keeps us loose. That keeps us nimble. Everybody say nimble. Nimble. Nimble, Right. Fresh. Loose. Filled with gratitude and thanksgiving. Counting our blessings is a reflex. It happens so naturally when we stay nimble. Gratitude and, and worship. Again, the lesson is don't harden your hearts. There's this lesson. Hey, if you don't want your heart to become petrified, practice gratitude. Gratitude leads into worship. Worship is obedience. Stay close to God. Stay close to the heart of God. Don't let your hearts become hard. We have bad days. We have days of strife and struggle and overwhelming days of overwhelmingness the good news is we also have God's promise we have God's promise of peace and rest and ultimately it's available in Jesus Christ and it's available today so as we have learned at the intersection of Jesus's presence and Jesus's salvation this idea of of Jesus who is not far away but the but but Jesus who shows up Jesus who is here, Jesus who is present, Jesus who saves, an appropriate response when we just consider those two concepts. An appropriate response is to shout aloud and to give praise and thanksgiving to him. We get to draw near freely and boldly where grace is enthroned so that we may receive mercy and find grace to our help in our time of need. To help us in our time of need. And so today, as we just kind of pause there, we'll kind of end the message here. But it's going to continue on in a different way. Because today, in community, we are going to practice giving thanks. And we're going to have open mics up here. If you want to stand up and, and shout from your seat, that's fine too. That's, if that's how you're comfortable But I would like to just close out here, last number of moments, however long it takes. I want you to share with your church family what you're thankful for. It could just be one thing, a handful of things. But I invite you now to to come up to a microphone. You might have to turn it on if you're the first one there. Share with us what you're thankful for, what you praise God for. Let's practice an attitude of gratitude Right now in community. And then in a couple moments, in a couple minutes, however long it takes, we'll close out with our last hymn.